If you like the Live Wild podcast and enjoy hunting-related apparel, I've got you covered. I just launched some great t-shirts, hats, and sweatshirts under my own Live Wild brand. You can find them now on my website, remywarren.com. I just want to say thanks again, everyone, for all the support, and I really hope you enjoy these designs as much as I do. Who knows? Maybe you'll head over to my website and find your next lucky hat. I'm Remy Warren, and I've lived my life in the wild. As a professional guide and hunter, I've spent thousands of days perfecting my craft. I want to give that knowledge to you. In this podcast, we relive some of my past adventures as I give you practical hunting tips to make you more successful. Whether you're just getting started or a lifelong hunter, this podcast will bring you along on the hunt and teach you how to live wild. This podcast is presented by Mountain Tough and Yeti. I partnered with Mountain Tough because a lot of the tactics and hunt styles I talk about in this podcast require you to be in the best physical shape you can. Their app is designed for hunters to get you ready for the backcountry or any hunt you have planned this fall. Yeti's been a longtime supporter of mine, and they make some of the toughest products out there that are built to last and they're built for the wild. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. And of course, happy Thanksgiving. I'm sure many of you are probably enjoying the day with friends and family. Some of you might actually be out in the field trying to fill a tag. So if that's you, best of luck. This week, I figured it'd be a good time of year to gear down or gear up. In the past, I've always liked to do kind of a Christmas gear guide of sorts, but admittedly, I generally did it a little bit too late to be useful. So I've been seeing a lot of the things that I'm talking about going on sale right now and figured this would be perfect timing. Today, we're going to cover everything from essential truck gear to some of my hunting favorites. But before we dive into some gear stuff, I want to tell a quick story of yesterday's elk hunt and what I'm making with my successful harvest for tonight's Thanksgiving dinner. Yesterday was a great day. I was able to fill my cow elk tag and uh, bring home some meat for Thanksgiving dinner. I just finished up with my last clients for the week a couple days earlier. And so it was time for me to hunt for myself. There's a couple guys following me around with some cameras. I was actually we we're doing a little bit of photography and stuff for some new products that are coming out, some first light gear. So it's sort of a, a photo shoot in a way, but more me trying to take something uh, for Thanksgiving as well. So I was combining two things at once, uh, hunting and then also getting some photos and some other stuff. But middle of the day, I spotted this group of cows. So it's been really cold where I've been at. Um, I don't know where everybody else is and what they've been experiencing, but Really cold temperatures um, in the zero degree and lower, like up to 12 below zero. So the middle of the day, when the sun starts to come out, that's the time where I'd start to look for elk sunning themselves on these faces that are getting that afternoon sun. Uh, it's a really good time to hunt because, you know, most of the time, most of the year, elk are bedded in the timber and this is kind of the opposite they come out of the timber and start to get into the sun so there's a couple ridges that i know elk like to bed on and glassed one of those ridges and sure enough a group of cows so i thought well this looks good i looked at the the hill and the way the elk were bedded and it was a really good spot because there was like a great approach a spine that went up to where they were at it was maybe uh, spotted from maybe like a half mile three quarters of a mile uh, so there's a good spine in the snow that went right up to where they were, and they were kind of in this knob above a knob. So I pulled out my my map, and I just 
measured the distance as 200 yards. And so I figured, oh, okay, that's, I planned out my stock right there, dropped a pin to where I wanted to get to and made my way up the spine. I had a rifle that my brother like kept borrowing it and he really liked it, but I'd never shot anything with it. And he's kind of thinking like, ah, man, I can't be the first guy to shoot something with someone else's rifle. And I didn't really care, but it is a pretty cool rifle is a Bavarian carbine Saco and six, five by 55 Swede. So it's more of a deer rifle as designed for deer hunting, but I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try to shoot one of these elk with it break the gun in i'd had i've had it for a couple of years and just haven't actually harvested anything with it yet or taken it out so i was pretty excited about that and i was looking for deer earlier in the day but i really wanted to take a cow elk so when i'm cow elk hunting i'm generally looking for the smallest cow in the herd everybody's got their thing that's that's kind of one of my things is if i've got a cow tag i want one that's one easier to carry two I can kind of guess the age on it because I know it's a younger cow. Sometimes you might shoot a big cow and it could be like 14, 15 years old. Um, Not like the meat's bad, but uh, the younger cows or calves are a lot better eating. So I was targeting the smallest cow I could find. So we work our way up the ridge, get set up. And the trouble with the approach is they're bedded with, the wind's good winds at their back but they're bedded facing downhill and as we pop up over the rise we're essentially going to be skyline so we got to be really careful paying a lot of attention as we move in so as we get closer i'm just scanning scanning glassing glassing making sure that they haven't moved off onto one side or the other uh, because they were all bedded when i saw them but it took us a little bit of time to get up there so by the time i got up there i didn't want one straggler to be walking or feeding and and then blow the rest out so as i moved up just glassing and i I see the heads of a few of the cows and they look kind of on alert so i get down i didn't think that they saw me very well but um, i kind of saw them just as i crept up and was just able to see so i ducked back down got low crawled into this big log on the bench and got behind the log dusted off the snow actually had a little tripod for my camera or my for my cell phone set it up on the log to film it push the snow away and then started looking for the cow that i wanted there was only two real small cows in there so i picked the smallest one Uh, it was bedded still it was one of the only ones bedded and i i tried to get it to stand up with my call but it just was still bedded and the other ones were kind of now paying a lot of attention i had a really good broadside shot on it so i just decided well I'll take the shot that I've got. And one of the features of this rifle that I thought is cool, it's got a two-stage trigger. So um, what you can do is you can flick the trigger forward when it's ready to fire. And it takes like, I think it's a, it takes it down to a quarter of the trigger pull poundage that you have. So if you've got your trigger set at two pounds, then it takes it down um, to a quarter of that, I think it is, or half of it, whatever that is. Uh, so it is pretty cool. Uh, I just wanted to use that feature while I was hunting. It's like, ah, I've been really wanting to use that on something. So line the shot up, squeeze the trigger, gun went off, and dropped. Well, the cow was already down, but just killed the cow. So it was pretty cool. Got to the cow, cut it up. Pretty easy pack out for the most part, but called my dad because he was around. He's helping me with some stuff uh, at my house. And I was like, hey, cow down. He's like, sweet. So he came up and gave me a hand packing it out. Pretty easy pack out. And that was uh, a great hunt. Now, 
for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm going to be doing, I plan on doing elk wellington with it. One of my favorite meals. I'll just take that back strap, probably cut it in half or quarter it up, maybe make a couple smaller wellingtons. And then essentially I use like prosciutto, mushrooms, a little bit of like Dijon mustard mixed in there. And I, I sear the outside of the meat first. Then I make my drexels or what I do with the, the mushrooms. Like I kind of use a food processor, blend them up with some garlic and some herbs, and then put that around the elk and then wrap it with prosciutto and then wrap it with puff pastry. And I've got a buddy of mine, we rendered the fat, or well, a buddy rendered the fat of his bear. So I've got a couple of jars of bear fat. I'm going to make the puff pastry with that bear fat. And that is going to be our Thanksgiving meal, our success yesterday into Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. One of the things I really like to talk about is gear. So a couple times a year, I try to dedicate a few podcasts to going over gear and, and all things gears. A lot of these things are just things that I've encountered while being out, things that I've been using or enjoying, things that maybe I got to test out and are now available. Some of the other stuff is just things that maybe even hunters have showed up with while we're guiding. And I go, oh, I haven't seen that before. That, that's pretty interesting. Let me Let me give that a try. So I think now is a really good time to dive into some of this gear stuff because as the holidays approach, you know, all these sales are going off. I just scroll through my email inbox right now and I see sale on this, sale on that. So it's a, probably a good time to talk about it because you can't get the gear any cheaper than probably right now. So I figured we'll go through some of this gear list stuff and maybe it's a, a good idea of like, oh man, I don't know what to, maybe some of you know. It's hard to buy for. Maybe something on this list can spark an idea. Uh, some of the things that I've tried out and tested out or so, some a lot of this stuff too is just this season for me particularly was very cold and very snowy. So a lot of the things on this list happen to deal with the snow and cold weather. But, you know, depending on where you're living, maybe it's a cold winter for you as well. So let's dive into this gear list. Uh, a lot of the things I talk about on here are companies that I work with, and, and I try to talk about this every time I talk about gear because uh, I feel very fortunate. I get to sample a lot of gear. I get to try a lot of stuff. I get to see a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of these companies I do work with, but I'm mentioning these things because they're things that I've been using throughout the season and, and really enjoyed. But I think that some of the first gear stuff I want to talk about is recovery gear for vehicles. Now, this year, like I said, been snowy, been really bad road conditions, a lot of other things. And I actually had to pull one of my guides out of the snow this year. And I, I've got my trucks very set up for recovering out of snow. There's been multiple instances where I have pulled people. They were stuck uh, a couple years ago. I just ran into a guy that was walking down the road saying, he's like, uh, can you give me a hand? I think your vehicle might be able to do it. I was like, yep, you're in luck. I've got everything we need to get you unstuck. And having that stuff is nice, but I like having that confidence knowing that when I go out, I'm not going to, I'm going to be able to get home and get myself kind of out of any situation. This year I pulled out people and I almost got stuck myself. I had the vehicle, all four lockers in, four low, all the lockers on, and all four tires chained up. That's as close as I get to getting stuck without actually getting stuck. I didn't have to winch myself out. So it was a really snowy, <laughs> snowy year. So a couple of the items that I think uh, maybe 
get overlooked and some stuff that's like, hey, you're thinking about, oh, maybe this is a good year to upgrade some of the accessories on my vehicle, my truck, my Jeep, my whatever, um, hunting rig, even ATVs, UTVs. Here's some of the things that I think should be in your vehicle and some of the things to think about. And this could be if someone you know doesn't have this, it's a great gift idea. First of all, heavy-duty set of chains, chains for your tires. It makes a big difference having that added traction on ice and snow, but also, you know, well, mostly ice and snow. But it does make a big difference. Another thing that I find very handy, and I'm glad that I do have, is a winch. I've got one that's a, I think it's a Trail FX. It's a pretty good price on them. I like the synthetic cables for them. Something that you should have with your winch is not just the winch, but also, you know, take a little bit of time to know how to winch it. But a couple other items, some recovery straps. And then I like, you know, I have a few shackles in there as well for running like a snatch block. So what that is, is just a pulley system. So like most of the vehicles that I pull out in the snow, you're on a road and you need to pull them back onto the road. So I'll use that snatch block and I'll run that to a tree. I'll run my strap around that. Uh, you'll, I'll need a shackle for where the snatch block is. And then I just run another strap to the truck and then hook my winch onto that. Um, it's also a pretty good idea to have some like, uh, I guess they call them like winch blankets. It's just like a blanket to put on the line, something to weight the line down. So if it snaps, it doesn't throw your gear up. It actually kind of tries, it grounds it pretty fast. Just something is like a little safety thing. You know, I'm all about that safety. Uh, so something to think about. Another little piece of recovery kit that I find pretty handy. Uh, this one is just a small shovel. Small shovel is like a, that's a great Christmas gift and something that can go in every vehicle. Even if you don't have all the other stuff, maybe you're just traveling somewhere. Just being able to dig out a little bit can be a huge, huge time saver. So just having a small shovel in the vehicle is something that's definitely good to have. Another thing that I encountered this year, and I, I used this, and then actually um, one of my clients that we were guiding showed up in camp with like four of these things and gave it to all the guides because he told the story about one time he left my door open and it was like a long day, packed out. I get back to the truck, batteries dead in the truck, and it was a very long time before I could get find someone to jump us on the mountain. So I've got the called the Zeus is like a jump starter. It's a little box. I think box. I think Uncharted Supply Company makes it. They're super efficient. All you do is you hook it up to your battery and just jump it. I've used it probably four times this year. Um, some of my own stuff. Sometimes just jump starting random things. Like I actually jump started my. Uh, UTV like just it's super handy to have I wouldn't probably have a vehicle that doesn't have one of those in it or some kind of jump starter kit box thing these are small I'm talking like probably the size of two cell phones so it's just man those are nice I know I've probably talked about it before but I'd say when it comes to vehicle recovery stuff or just things in your vehicle those are some great gift ideas as well as some just great things to have in the same vein of things in your vehicle, this one I never thought I would own. And it is, uh, and this is the first year I've used it. I actually got it as a gift last year. And I was a little, I don't know if I was a little apprehensive, but I thought, nah, it's not going to be as good as I think. Somebody got it for me because they know that I love chainsaws. And by loving chainsaws, I love gas-powered chainsaws. And I got a battery-powered Milwaukee chainsaw. 
And I thought to myself, that's not for me. And now I think I will have that in my vehicle at all times because it's awesome. (laughs) I never thought I would be saying that out loud, let alone on a podcast. But it's pretty sweet because you aren't getting mixed gas spilt everywhere. You don't have to worry about the mixed fuel. The battery stays charged pretty well. I've, I've run it a lot. And I mean, I'm not going to probably, you know, go commercial logging with it, but definitely for clearing trees on the road, uh, actually just had some brush and other stuff around my house that I wanted to clear out. It was pretty awesome. And I think I've, I rarely, I mean, I haven't zapped through the battery very fast. So it actually holds its charge really well. It's got a little place for the bar oil, but actually seals up. So you can have it inside if you got like a, forerunner jeep something like that smaller vehicle you need in the cab or even like you're parking your truck and you've got it and you can throw it in the back seat so you don't have to worry about somebody stealing it if you're gas station or in town or whatever it's not leaking all over the place it's not a mess it packs up pretty small it's super super handy and i always am an advocate of having a chainsaw so you can cut your way out of branches going across the road i've used the crap out of it this season and really really liked it so that might be something, whatever your other tools are, if you're a DeWalt guy, Milwaukee guy, whatever, you know, match it up. I got the high capacity battery for it. And that was, I think that that's a must, having that bigger battery. And then I actually just throw the charger in my little recovery box anyway. So if the charger does die, I can just charge it off of my vehicle plug. So I think that that is a, a really, I don't know, that's a good gift for someone that kind of has everything and it's actually super handy. I've been using it. I I pick it up now. I feel bad because I pick it up more than my other chainsaws. It's just super convenient. It's got pretty much all the features of a chainsaw, but don't have to worry about the fuel and the price of fuel right now. I don't know. (laughs) Battery operated. Uh, You know, as a, as a coffee drinker, I I found a few coffees that I like to take into the back country with me this year. One of them comes from Australia. It's a, dog and gun uh, i think that's what it was they've got the the one that i like is the sandbar it's like uh it comes in like a tea bag you know taken to the back country with you really good coffee i think you can get it here in the states i would imagine that they would ship it check it out though it's just really good and then also black rifle coffee has something similar coffee bags those are really good as well I'll take those as well just having that like extra boost it's kind of a that's a great gift to give someone if they're coffee drinkers i feel like a lot of people don't have good coffee when they're out hunting and that's one of the things that like i like to have a good cup of coffee i actually got this i should have looked up who makes it it's an over the cup like pour over coffee thing i ordered it from the black rifle coffee site in their accessories thing they got a lot of different accessories but just goes over your cup so when I'm out camping or whatever, I have that in my truck. And then I just use the filters, put coffee grounds in there and just pour over from my jet boil. And that's a really good way to do it. A good cup of coffee as well. So a couple different options there for coffee drinkers. You know, when it comes to, I think I've talked about a few of these before, but if I'm talking about the knife category, Gerber makes, you know, I work with Gerber a lot. A couple of my favorite tools with them, I would say, are things that people don't really think about. The first is this, they call it the complete. It's like complete with E-A-T at the end. It's like this three-way, it's like a spatula, a spork, and a spoon. And they all slide together. But then the spork and the 
you could either use the spork and the spatula or the spoon and the spatula, turn into like tongs, like cooking tongs. Super handy. That's one of my favorite things that they make. Another favorite thing they make is a freescape saw. I bought a couple of them. And when I travel somewhere, I bring it. And most of the time I end up, I, I bring it with me because it's travelable. And I end up giving it to the people that I'm like meeting somewhere because they think it's so cool and they want it. So I've yet to travel back with one, but it essentially like, if you think of like a, a really good, like almost like the Wyoming saws, right? But remember it's like in this package and it had all the pieces in there and it's such a pain in the ass. This thing like folds up into what would be like a straight baton. It's almost like a, a full size saw that folds up like a, a folding knife. It's hard to explain, but anyways, the blades inside of it, it's like a stick and then it folds out into like a full-size saw. I mean, that's a really good option too. If you just had that in your vehicle, you could cut your way out of something as well if you wanted to go lightweight. I haven't actually packed it in the backcountry, but I've been packing it around, I mean, like on multi-day trips. I probably will in that from now on though because I've been packing around when I'm day hunting. And if I'm going to skull cap something, it's super easy. If I need to cut something, super easy. I've got it in my truck or I'll just like, if I'm traveling for a hunt and I know that I'm going to need a saw uh, and won't have access to something for skull capping or anything like that, anything I want to cut through. If I want to do the ribs, it's just a really good saw to have. Uh, I've really liked that thing. And then also out is a, in their custom knife category, we've got, there's actually going to be a live wild logo on one of my favorite knives, the Sedulo. So you can go to the custom feature and get our Live Wild logo on your knife if you so choose. And stay tuned to the end of the podcast because I'm going to be giving some of those away as well. So there, there's going to be a couple of you. I actually don't know if they're available yet. I might have spoke out a turn. So you can check that out. But either way, I'm going to give some away on this podcast. Last time, you know, some of this stuff, I, I just talk and I can't even remember what I was talking about, but I do remember talking about game bags. And I remember hearing about the Argali game bags and then saying that I had not tried them yet. And so I got some and I like them. They're really good. They're lightweight. It's good stuff. They're probably half the weight of my other game bags. I would say they aren't as durable, but they definitely are durable enough. And the lightweight factor, really nice. They seem extremely breathable. They work really well. Uh, they're actually pretty big too. So I've been really pumped on those. Those are my go-to now. So the, that's one to check out if you're looking for some game bags. Argali game bags are pretty awesome. When it comes to processing stuff, this is something I think that if you're a hunter and you're looking for something, it's like, all right, this is a really good gift idea for a hunter because processing stuff you know, if, if you're somebody that takes your stuff to a processor, it gets, it's getting more and more expensive. And, you know, kind of investment in some of this more commercial type processing gear is about the cost of one or two years of processing, taking something to the processor. It's a lot of fun to do. And the equipment now is so good that it makes everybody like an at-home butcher. Uh, two of the items that I really, really like, this year, uh, Meat came out with a double grinder so it's one pass so it's this is one pass and you can you put your meat in there it's meet your maker and it's like it's their 
I think it's a one horsepower double double grinder. So what it's doing is it's doing a coarse and fine grind in one pass. So it's instead of grinding it, taking that grind, stuffing it back in. What that I mean, when you do that, right? You're losing time. Things are getting warmer. It's just like it's actually hard to stuff like the ground back down through the grinder. So what it's doing is within the same throat, it's got two blade portions that it passes through in that same pass. So it's grinding it coarse on the back end. And then as it moves forward through the grinder throat, it then grinds fine at the end. It's been awesome for making, I mean, just for grinding anything, but especially when it comes to like making summer sausage and other things, really, really pumped on that. That just came out, I think like in October. And then also another product that they have, I've been a big fan of these things for a very long time is the chamber vacuum sealers. Now, the one that I originally had was it's it's got an oil chamber pump. So the way a chamber vac sealer works is if you think about like I would call them like the old school vacuum sealer. It's the it's a bar and then you close it over and you got to cut all your bags and then you suck the air out and it's just a pain in the ass and they never actually are really that great when they suck the air out. I mean, there's some that are really good, but if you're comparing that, what I'm comparing it to is a chamber vac sealer where you put your bag in there, you close the lid, it creates like a negative space by sucking the air out. It's, I don't know, some miracle of science. And then I say it just drops the hammer and sucks all the air out of the bag that is on the inside. It's pretty efficient. It's a really good way to seal your stuff and they're really cool. Well, in the past, they've all been oil pumps in there. And so because of that, they're very heavy units, really heavy units and take up a lot of space. They now have an oilless vac sealer and there's even like in kind of a auto mode. So you just choose your bag size. I just started using that. It's really awesome as well. I mean, you can't go wrong with any kind of chamber vac sealer, but that oilless one is really great. It's more of like a tabletop version. You know, you can, you can kind of use it day to day. You can just have it out. I've got mine out on the counter. If we like have leftovers, just grab a bag, vacuum seal it. It's like, it's a game changer for sure. This is one that I started using this year and really liked. Uh, Vortex window mount for my spotting scope. And I've been running my binoculars on it. But so window mount, if you aren't familiar with them, it's like a tripod, the top portion, it goes onto your window. So when I'm scouting, a lot of times I'll be like in my vehicle, driving to a vantage point, glassing just just trying to get a good lay of the land just scouting out and and covering a lot of country with my optics with my big optics especially and so it was always kind of a pain in the butt because I'd have a window mount I'd have to like screw that on and then maybe I'd want to get out and hike and then I've got to redo the adapter well their window mount they've probably had this for a long time I just don't know why I, I didn't get one until now it's just an Arca Swiss foot on it so that's the same as my tripod so i just have my spotting scope if i'm in the vehicle scouting out looking for a new location looking for a new place to hunt maybe like going to different vantage points from the vehicle that's perfect i've got the window mount thing there i just slide it on the put it on the window slide the scope on there oh sweet and then i'm gonna go hiking just untwist the knob put the scope in my pack go for my hike i've got my tripod in there same same adapter everything super simple to use super efficient that's been a game changer for me just being able to to do that because that is like a pinch point that i found is 
just if you're going between a vehicle and then hiking and doing all that kind of stuff, back and forth swapping a sp spotting scope because it's a lot easier sometimes than just, you know, I still do that jump out, set up the tripod, but it's so fast to just use that window mount. I really like having that in the truck. So that's something that's, that's a good stocking stuffer right there. And then another thing on optics, uh, this year I've been using the Vortex Viper HD rangefinder. It's a really good price. I actually just checked it out. Um, I, th I don't know if they've got it. I saw some, there's different places that are having sales on it right now. Really good price on it. I've been running it all season. I really like it. Um, it's easy to use. It's been super accurate. I've had nothing but good things to say about it. Uh, that's probably the one I'll continue to keep running. And I've tried, you know, all different ones. None of them are bad. I just like that one a lot. I like the shape of it. I, I like everything about it. So that's, and it's a really good price too. So that's something to think about. In my story, I was talking about, this is something that, I, it was one of these things that somehow I borrowed it from a friend and then I kind of didn't want to give it back and then went and got my own. But I was talking about, I was just filming with my phone. And I'm, maybe I've mentioned this before, but with, the, with my hand, wrist being damaged and having to shoot with my mouth and learn all these things and do a lot of things one-handed, you know, one of the things that I like to do is film my hunts. Obviously, the solo hunter stuff, I still like to film that and just, you know, gathering content and other things for, who knows, YouTube, whatever. Just, I like to film. I, it's something that I've always liked to do. Well, when I now only have one hand to do a lot of the things with, include shooting and other stuff, is very hard for me. I mean, I couldn't even really, you know, it's been a long road of recovery, but I couldn't even use my fingers very well on my right hand, let alone hold something or whatever. So in order to film, I kind of had to rethink it, right? I couldn't operate my camera the way that I used to. So one of the things that I did this year was I thought, man, phones are so good. I'm going to get a phone that's like dedicated to filming pretty much. Um, so I, I switched it up. I got the Samsung S22 Ultra, which is like kind of their top end one. And I got it, you know, I, this, this is for me. I'm just kind of going through my story of how I ended up with this. Essentially, I'm talking about a tripod, but so I got this Samsung phone. It's really incredible. Pretty much anybody that I've showed it to, like some of the video that I can get from this thing with the 10 power optical zoom is nuts. And I'm sure there's a lot of phones out there like that now, right? This one I got because it's got like a terabyte of storage in it. But anyways, I needed something light. I needed something easy to do. Um, this, I could, it's got like a front facing and rear facing camera. I could record both directions at the same time. I was like, this is insane. I'm going to pretty much film all my solo hunter stuff with this phone and was able to do it. And so I got, I was using a, a buddy had it. I don't know. I think he got it with his, I don't even know where he got it from, but they're pretty popular. Just a gorilla pod. And this one had a phone adapter on it. And so it's a Joby gorilla pod. I think it's the three. 3k i don't know if that's the that might be the like the weight of it there's like different ones that hold more uh maybe that's it holds three kilograms i i have no clue <laughs> what the 3k means but it came with a phone adapter i actually looked it up just now i think i bought mine for like 120 bucks and i see them on best buy right now for 50 dollars on sale so that's a pretty sweet deal if, you, if you're looking to like do some more filming but also it's pretty, and I'm sure there's smaller ones too, but it's been so handy. I just have it in my backpack 
And it's small enough where I actually, if I'm hiking around, I'll actually just put it like inside the strap of my bino harness. So I've got it right there. But when we kill something or whatever, whoever you're with, it, it's how many times are you looking for like a tripod for your phone and everybody wants in the picture? It's super handy to have. That's probably, that's a good buy in my opinion. I think that that's definitely a good gift and, and a good something to think about. And then, you know, the same vein of like what I've been filming with my phone and having to learn to adapt. You know, for a long time, I kind of shied away from digiscope stuff only not because I didn't like it. Like I just hated the cases. <laughs> that's maybe that's a me problem, you know, but the when the MagView came out, it's all it is is just this metal plate on the back of my phone and then they're like flip out cover on the spotting scope so between just the phone that tripod and then the mag view for the spotting scope and the binos i can pretty much just film a lot of stuff with that when i'm by myself and it's really awesome you know especially if you're just by yourself shooting or hunting you can pop this on your tripod on the mag view and take your shot and then review and see okay where did i hit it's been awesome to have, especially for hunting alone, but also just filming it or recording for other stuff. I've got quite a few shots through that this season, and it's been really good. So that's something that I've really liked. That's a really good, and that's something new too. So, so that's a really good gift for someone. I talked about this, and I continued to use it. I don't, I mean, I've got no real affiliation with them or anything, but I just got those sheep feet insoles and you know me, I, I really care about high quality boots. And also these insoles have been awesome. I've been nothing but happy with them. So that's something to think about as well. It's like a kind of a custom thing, but it's been, I think they've been awesome. Speaking of boots, I'll tell you what, this past season, uh, I've, I know I've talked about this before, but I've said that, you know, my feet get pretty cold pretty fast. And it's because of, I got frostbite while skiing years ago i pretty much hunted this entire elk season in my schnee's extreme pack boots those are the taller pack boots i ran them we were in deep snow i ran them without gaiters although you could run them with gaiters you know some of the some of the guys were asking like what's it like to hike around in those when you're in snow man it's super comfortable to hike around them and they're super warm i actually turned a couple of guys on to them and they're like yep you're right these are game changers when it's cold, when it's snowy, when you're outside doing late season stuff, you aren't going to wear them early season because they're technically like a snow boot, but your feet straight stay dry. The other thing that I really like about them is the fact that the liners come out. So whether you're like, if you're backcountry camping, I can have those boots on, be hiking around all day. I can pull the liner out and just sleep with it in my sleeping bag. I'll just leave the liner on and it'll dry out in my sleeping bag. And then I'm not putting cold, wet boots on in the morning. My boots aren't for those times when you're like boots freeze. That's this year. <laughs> that was, everything was cold this year. It's like, geez, where did all this snow and cold weather come from? It was like January and October, end of October, early November for me this year. So those pack boots, I've been wearing them for the last every day for the last month and a half. Yeah, they've been awesome. So that's that's something to think about, especially if you're in, you know, you like doing other cold weather sports, ice fishing, snowmobiling, whatever, trapping, just snowshoeing, hunting late season. That's definitely something to think about because 
a lot of the other boots just aren't as warm and, and efficient at like drying out. So that's something to think about. And then on the warm side, hand warmers. I, you know, I've, this is, I, I asked last time about if anybody knows of a good headlamp. I got a lot of suggestions. I tried a few different ones. Still haven't found one that I personally like, but I don't know. Maybe that's something I got to build or something in the future. But anyways, if anybody knows of like a good, I've been looking online, a lot of these elect, like electronic hand warmers, man, they sound so awesome. But then you see like recharging, you know, after three hours, I'm like, that. that's not going to work. So and if you know of anything or a good one that you've tried and it works really well, let me know. I'll try it out and I'll let everyone else know. You know, when it comes to out clothing, I've been running the first light stuff this year. I've been super happy with it. I think that they're some of their, they really excel on their base layers. These Merino base layers are super soft, super warm. I mean, I'm sitting here, I've got them underneath my pants right now. I've been wearing the same ones for about a week and I still feel clean. Um, but, uh, you know, the I've, I've been running like the kiln base layer. I really like the Kiln hoodie too. It's like their, you know, top layer. It's got a hood, a zipper. Man, it's just super comfortable, really good thermoregulation. Uh, really, really happy with those. And then for earlier season stuff, the Wick hoodie is what I go with. And then the pants I've been running, is, even though it's really cold, I've kind of run the midweight pant and then I can just adjust the base layer. I've got two different base layers. So I've got a lighter and a, and a heavier as it gets colder, I just throw that heavier base layer on. The Coriat Foundry pants, the one that I've been running. But if I was to pick one thing that I just, it kind of caught me by surprise as far as clothing gear, and I think that this would be a really good gift item because it's probably something that someone is not going to buy themselves or maybe doesn't know about, the Grizzly 2.0 trigger bit. It's the perfect glove. I mean, it's, a, it's an aggressive cold weather glove, but it's got like three fingers going one side, one finger goes in the other. It's a big, heavy mitt. But the liners, once again, it's like got this waterproof protective shell. And then it's got like an insulated liner that can come in and out. So that's the trouble with gloves is when they get wet or you get cold, you don't have, it's like you need that weather protection. But you also need to be able to dry the inside out somehow. So that, that other glove can come out or it can just be, you can use that inner liner glove as your glove itself if you don't need the full crazy weather and water protection that's been really awesome that i think if somebody opened that christmas morning they'd be pretty stoked i was when i got those i was pretty excited about them and they've pretty much lived up to the hype the other thing that i really like about it, it's got these like strap cuff things so you put it around your wrist so when you drop your mitts they're still attached to your arms and that came in pretty handy a couple times this year where you're you're hiking and oh something that i drop the mitt, grab the rifle. Oh, okay. Put, put the glove back on and continue on the way without having to worry about losing my gloves. So that's all good stuff. You know, a couple other little items that I, last year I gave my friends some federal TSS, like a box of TSS birdshot fear waterfowler. I, somebody gave me a box and I was like, this is miracle. This is miracle ammo. I'm shooting killing every duck that I shoot at. It's like BB and sevens, I think, or no, sorry, I'm saying that wrong. I think it's like fours and BB, something like that. It's mixed. It's like tight packed. Either way, it's good stuff. Uh, I'll probably give some friends that for Christmas. So if you're a friend of mine, you'd be like, 
hey, I didn't get my uh, TSS. <laughs> be like, are you really a good friend? <laughs> no, just joking. Yeah, that, I mean, it's it's really good stuff. So I think that that's like if you're if you're you know waterfowler, that's a pretty solid. It's fairly expensive per shot, but you know that one box goes a long ways. If it's somebody you know and they aren't a great shot, or they, uh, you know, you might want to get some steel as well and you know you want to clean them up with steel but for your first shot that's a pretty good one to have uh, i've been really liking that stuff a couple of the last things i want to jump into is just the bow stuff you know this time of year a lot of new bows are coming out so if you're in the market for a new bow this is as good as it gets because there are places that you know sometimes they're running some kind of discounts on accessories or other things maybe the the new model isn't maybe marked down right now but you can get into a new setup a little bit cheaper and most of the new bows are out now um i saw a couple of companies launch theirs i got to this is like a very fortunate unfortunate thing with my wrist i got the new matthews bow a little bit early to test it out and unfortunately, I couldn't really draw it back because of my wrist. I built this special elbow strap to just at least shoot it, but I didn't feel comfortable hunting with that elbow strap. Uh, I still felt like the mouth tab was more efficient for me. But the bow itself shot incredible. And now this week, uh, I've got an archery hunt next week or in a couple weeks, and I'm hoping that... This will be my first bow hunt with a non-mouth tab bow in pretty much a year, which I'm really getting excited for. So I'm I'm working up to it. I've got kind of like a special release that I built with a, a brace on it uh, that I think I'm going to be able to manage. And the one thing that I've noticed about the Phase 4 is it's so – it just doesn't shoot like any other bow. It's so quiet, so smooth. It's like almost weird when it goes off. It's really, really cool. But – you know, if you if you get the opportunity, you're looking for a new bow, go to a bow shop and shoot some bows. Like I know bow shops, that's what they're there for. <laughs> shoot a few different bows, see what you like. But I I think that you'll be pretty impressed with that bow. And then, you know, I actually just some random things that I picked up this year that I thought were pretty cool and would make like a good a good Christmas gift for someone. You can get these so a guy that it's called Rattler Grips, and he makes these custom inserts for spot hog sites. I just randomly saw one, I think it was on, I don't know, social media somewhere. You see stuff and you're like, that's really cool. I had him put the Live Wild little logo. I just put like Live Wild Hunt Art in mine. You can do whatever you want. They're custom, or I think there's probably some that aren't. But it's an antler, like an elk antler, and it goes in my spot hog dial. So it just like sticks in there. Super cool. I don't know. I think that's a kind of a unique Christmas gift if you're looking for something for someone that I found that I think is really cool. Another really cool, it's kind of along that like custom line, small shop, just the, I, I've talked about it before and other things, but I really like woodworking. I got this bow rack from Hill Creek Woodshop. I found it on Instagram. He did, you know, kind of the same thing, like a live wild, hunt hard, bow rack, and you can see the theme of my things, right? <laughs> you know, there's, hey, there's a little theme with this guy. Uh, yeah, but anyways, it's this, so it like holds arrows and then it holds my bow. It looks nice. It's like a V-shaped wood thing. That's a pretty sweet 
you know, you can, I'm, I'm sure you can have it customized however you want, or you can just, you know, get one however he sells them. I, I think he makes them pretty custom though. You can choose, there's a lot of different options. That, I think that's a really cool, like if there, if you know a bow hunter, that's kind of a very unique gift that I think, you know, for me, it's like word, like I always just have mine like leaning up against something. It's not very organized. It's in my house. I shoot it every day. And it's just kind of like arrows around. And now that we have a kid, I was like having to put it away and find a, somewhere to put it. And so this is a really good option and it looks really good too. So that's something to think about if you're interested. I would say that kind of wraps up our Christmas gear list. Oh, you know what? Here's, <laughs> here's a big ticket item, you know? Maybe you should, uh, when this is the part that you, you have your your wife listen to, like, yeah, I think this is a really good Christmas idea. I I actually had a client show up with one of these, and I got to drive it around. It was a Ford Bronco. That thing is incredible. I mean, I've got I don't own one. I don't have one. Uh, if you own a dealership and you want me to drive one, send it my way. But um, no, just kidding. Man, I don't know. I I was like, I, I'm not gonna get one, but. I would. They're pretty awesome. I was just driving around. The, the technology in some of these vehicles now is incredible. Like the off-road capability, he had it on 37s, I think. And man, we went places. Like I think you could take that places that you probably don't want to take a vehicle. It's dangerous. But man, it, it was pretty sweet. So those are some of the things that I got to try out this year. Some of the things that I thought were pretty cool. One of the things that I actually just thinking about yeti has a new bottle the yonder and that was one of the things that i alluded to in the past or in a past episode where i was talking about we were doing some stuff for yeti when we were on that caribou hunt taking some photos and doing some other stuff so it's like a lightweight packable but still very durable bottle option really good handles on it i mean it's just more of a backcountry version Something that they kind of don't have yet is a lightweight backcountry version for carrying water. And so that was a lot of fun to get to try that out and do a lot of the photos and stuff for that. So, or being a lot of the photos and kind of take that out on, uh, I would say, like a maiden voyage, maiden mission. But that's definitely something that you might want to check out as well. And also, I'm going to be giving one of those away. So, we're going to go, we've got a couple of giveaways for this Thanksgiving. And just to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for the support. I think the way that we'll do the giveaway is I'm going to do a post on Instagram. If you've got this far in the podcast, you guys deserve it. You guys are the, you guys are the ones that are listening. And, and I always really enjoy the people, you know, trying to figure out ways to give back to you guys that, that really support me. So I'll do a Thanksgiving day post. I'll do it on Instagram and then just go on there and any kind of comment and then put just like a, a cheers or a cup or a whatever. I'll pick two winners. One winner will get the Yeti bottle. The other winner will get that Gerber custom knife with the live wild logo. And I'll have a, my signature on the back of it. So I think that that will be a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, just thank you guys so much for all the support over the years, for all the support of this podcast. Enjoy your families today. Happy Thanksgiving. If you catch this, you know what? I'll, I'll pick the winner of this, the winner from the podcast. 
on the Instagram. I don't, there's no real easy way to do it. So I'm going to pick the winner. I'll do it like next Tuesday. Oh, and um, before we get out of here, I made it easier. A lot of this stuff that we talked about, I'm going to go through and try to find any sales I can on it. And then I'm going to put it all on my website just as a benefit to you guys. So if you go to remywarn.com, you'll see like gear discount page there. Click on that and then there'll be any kind of promo code we might have for you guys, any kind of maybe like right now there's a lot of discounts going on. I'm going to try to find some of this other stuff that I've been talking about. I made notes about these things. So if it's on sale, I'll put that there because right now this whatever Black Friday after Thanksgiving, it seems like everything's on sale. It's probably going to be the best time to buy any of this stuff. So I don't think that Ford Bronco is on sale, but if anybody finds a sale for it, let me know. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'll put a bunch of those, anything that might give you guys a discount or whatever on there that I find just to make it easy. Or if we, some of this stuff, you know, we have like uh, for Go Hunt, they've got a sale going on right now. Talked about last week uh, for the outdoor class as well. There's some discount for that. So any of those things, that's all on there. Go check that out and... Yeah, I'm uh, just very thankful for you guys. Enjoy your family. Enjoy this holiday weekend. Also, if you're on my website, checking that out. If you sign up for my email list, I'm going to be given, if you're already on there, you're going to have to just wait till next time if you aren't on there and you're listening to this because we're doing a giveaway. Every time I do an email, I generally do some kind of giveaway. So there will be some prizes for those for people on that. There's going to be some really big ones coming up around the holiday season. So if you aren't on the email list, you're going to want to, because I really love Christmas time. I love giving stuff away. So that's a good way to get some awesome gear during the holidays is to win it through my email list. Until next week, everyone, happy Thanksgiving. And I'm just going to end it with a, uh, 